Good morning and welcome to Car Thoughts with David. I am your host as always, David Calvert, and thank you guys so, so much for taking time out of your day to listen to what this guy has to say. It means so much, guys. Really, it does. Thank you a million, billion times. Um, I can't say it enough. Trying something a little bit different today. Hopefully, the uh, car is uh, cooperative because we are going to try and record this without a headset because it seems like the uh, headset dampens the volume quite a bit and I recorded the other episode without a headset plugged in um, last week and it, it came through just fine. Um, so I did finish Final Fantasy IX. I also finished Lunar Silver Star Story and Lunar um, Eternal Blue. Uh, which I had started playing both of those as well as Final Fantasy IX and um, <clears throat> just really enjoying getting back into the role-playing game scene um, with some classics. I started Grandia and I'm starting Chrono Cross today so um, Grandia over the weekend and uh, yeah just been having having a good time with those kind of rebuilding my uh, science fiction <clears throat> mindset and uh, last week got on kind of a subject which haven't really talked about a lot a lot with people um, which was uh, the subject of the Mandela effect or some people are even uh, saying like matrix or if you've seen Dark City um, you know Dark City um, if you haven't seen Dark City and you like science fiction, watch it because it is crazy. And I'm not going to give anything away from the story, but basically they're playing with people's minds to kind of figure out how the human soul worked. So, um, very cool movie. Definitely recommend watching that, The Matrix. Um, but what the Mandela Effect is in a nutshell is that um, everybody thought that Nelson Mandela had passed away. Yet then, all of a sudden, there's news reports that come out saying that he's passed away, like 10 or 15 years later. And everyone's like, wait, no, I thought he died. Didn't he die? Didn't he pass away? So, um, you know, there's this whole mass of the population that thought that he had passed away many, many years ago. And in reality, he passed away, like, you know, not so long ago. So, um, but there were other things that people just had this mass memory of that, for whatever reason, can't shake it. They know that it happened. They believe that it happened. And it, it just doesn't make any sense because apparently, according to, um, you know, the larger bulk of society, it never happened. Um... Like, for instance, a lot of people, one of the big ones is a lot of people remember in the 90s, a movie coming out called Shazam that had, um, uh, <clears throat> dang it, I forgot the guy's name, <laughs> uh, Sinbad, it had Sinbad in it, and <clears throat> everybody has this memory, I mean, there are people that have a memory of seeing it, there are people that have a memory of seeing the posters, 
yet the movie never came out. There was a movie called Kazam that had Shaquille O'Neal, which was terrible. And if anybody has memories of watching that movie, or pretty much any movie Shaq was in, uh, they probably wish that the Mandela effect was real <laughs> so that they could forget that that ever happened. Um, but it's, it's odd, um, because in talking about it, there are things that I vividly remember, um, that, that aren't things anymore. Like, for instance, I vividly remember, you know, when I was in school, when we'd do the Pledge of Allegiance, they'd say, put your hand over your, your, uh, left, uh, breast, and, you know, because that's where your heart is. And, you know, I remember my teachers would get upset with me because I'm like, well, that's not where my heart is because mine was actually over more towards the, you know, over on the right. Um, I even remember on one of my doctor visits, I asked the doctor about that. You know, I was a kid. I remember asking, like, hey, you know, because he was, he had to move the stethoscope around to find my heart because it wasn't where it was supposed to be. And... Um, I asked him, I said, is, this, is that a problem? And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, no. I mean, it could be a problem someday, but right now, you know, you're a kid, you've got a good heart, nothing to worry about. Well, now all of a sudden, I mean, I even remember anatomy books, seeing it off, you know, to the, to the left, um, as do many people. Um, yet now you see it's in the center of the chest, and, um, you know, everybody's is in the center, and even mine is in the center, which is really freaking odd, because I remember getting in trouble, because my teachers would say, they wouldn't say, put it over your left, you know, breast, they'd say, put your hand over your heart, and you'd say, pledge of allegiance, and I would get in trouble, because I didn't put my hand where everyone else put their hand, because mine wasn't there, so I remember getting called out in class, and and uh, made fun of and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I have a vivid memory of that because I got in trouble for it. <laughs> um, so definitely very interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, and you know, it's kind of odd when you think about it that there's, you know, these weird shared experiences where people absolutely remember things that didn't happen or supposedly didn't happen and I mean I don't necessarily believe in all of it or even know that I do but I just having that conversation kind of sparked some memories that made me realize that there were things that I remember that apparently you know no one else does or and I, I almost wonder like I've always had very vivid dreams, even though I remember people talking about dreams and doctors and, um, you know, scientists and stuff, and they always would say, and I don't even know if this is still true, perhaps, but they would always say you can't remember, like when you're having a dream, you'll know it's a dream because nobody can talk in the dream. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense because I know I'd had dreams, um, before, uh, where, like, entire conversations and, 
you know, like days passed in dreams, and I know they were dreams because I got in trouble, you know, like I remember uh, as a young child, I had a dream one time where I had an entire day of school, which for a kid, that's a huge bummer to dream about being in school, because you're all, you know, most kids don't enjoy going to school in the first place, and here I was dreaming about a whole day, so instead of having a five-day school week, I technically had a six-day school week when you had that dream in, and I remember um, my parents said something to me about the fact that it's okay to curse, and it was okay to curse in school or whatever. I could just do whatever I wanted um, when it came to that, you know, because those words really didn't mean anything. <clears throat> and uh, so I went to school that day, and, you know, if I wanted to curse, I cursed, and, you know, that was it. You know, no big deal. No one got upset. Nothing happened. It was great. Came home. Everything's great. Go to school the next day, which happened in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> cursed the school a couple times, got in trouble, and uh, then when I asked my parents about it, they're like, you can't curse at school, are you stupid? And I'm like, no, you guys just told me yesterday that I could, it doesn't make any sense, and I actually got into a fight with them about it, had no idea that it had been a dream, had no clue, no idea, no recollection of, of it being a dream because it was so real. To me, it really happened. And, um, you know, which would explain like a small isolated event like that, right? But when you're talking about a larger event where many people remember uh, the same thing happening, it, it kind of brings into question, you know, did it really happen? Did everyone happen to have a shared dream? Um, you know, what's, you know, what's behind that, right? So, um, you know, it kind of makes you wonder. Because, like, for instance, here's another thing, you know, I've talked about and mentioned a couple times uh, in, in the podcast, uh, being up on stage with Chubby Checker and doing the twist at a riverboat festival in Marietta, Ohio. I vividly remember this happening. I know several people who I can talk about with it because they were there with me at the event. Like my mom, my sister, and my cousin, uh, Mindy. Uh, my uncle Manfred uh, has passed away, but my aunt Linda and my uncle Jim uh, went to this event. They drove us in their uh, van. They had one of those big, huge... Uh, vans they could carry like 87 people. I'm just kidding, it was like eight people or whatever. I mean, I remember my uncle Manfred, uh, uh, he was like he wanted to drive so bad, but he couldn't because by American standards, he was you know over the legal limit of alcohol in the system. Uh, so he was seen, I was sitting beside him in the two captain's chairs behind the driver and the passenger chair. And he was, you know, cheering on my uncle, telling him to drive faster, drive faster, uh, because he wanted us to drive as fast as people drive on the Autobahn, which was um, the 
Autobahn's minimum speed limit is basically uh, 75 miles an hour. That's the minimum uh, on, you know, once you get out of the cities, that's the minimum speed limit. The maximum is whatever you like it to be as long as you're not, you know, running into something. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah, so, I mean, vividly remember this. I remember uh, being on stage. I remember doing the twist. And we were up there for a while because we were the last set of people that went up there. And the song kept going. And I got started to get a, a muscle cramp in my stomach. And, like, lurched over a little bit. And uh, <laughs> Chubby... Uh, checker actually turned around to me and said hey are you okay and I was like yeah I'm fine you know I'm, this is awesome hey you know this is great and uh, then he turned around and went back to singing so you know he was concerned checked on me and and that was that and then the next day our picture was on the front page of the Marietta um, newspaper yet for some reason I can't find the copy my copy my mom can't find any of her copies. My sister can't find her copy um, of the newspaper. I went to the internet, which I know there's not perfect records of everything and things get lost all the time and uh, things vanish off the internet supposedly, you know, every day. It's really weird. Um, but I went through the records and could not find this newspaper anywhere. I mean, I went through years of newspaper clippings looking for this uh, this article because it was front page news. I was like, well, this one should be a lot easier to find. And of course, you, you know, you may think, well, you know, how good of a search did you really do, David? Um, I found a newspaper article that gave me the address of a defunct car dealership from the 60s so that I could find the address for it, so that I could help my parents discover where this particular bakery was in Cambridge, Ohio in 1960 that's also defunct. Because um, my mom had a picture with her sisters in front of this bakery shortly after they came back to America uh, from Germany. And I searched the internet, found newspaper clippings with the advertisement for this dealership. And, you know, was able to pinpoint using a map, a, a current map of Cambridge, Ohio. And, you know, figured out where this dealership is, where the, where the um, bakery is and all of that. So was able to find all of that information. No problem. So when it comes to internet searching, I'm not too bad. I'm, I'm pretty damn good, actually. So, um, you know, found that, but cannot find. And this is a little newspaper for a little town. I mean, we're talking Cambridge. The average uh, population of Cambridge over the years has been uh, around 10,000 people. And, uh, you know, Marietta is a much larger town. So I would think, sure, it should be easier to find newspaper clippings. So 
I look and I look and I look and can't find it. I know roughly the year it happened because I remember it was before, before, <clears throat> before the Berlin Wall came down. I remember that very vividly because the next time I heard anything about my uncle Manfred was when the Berlin Wall came down because he was there. He was uh, the bodyguard to the president and uh, limo driver, so he was naturally there at the event uh, because the president of Germany were, was there. So, um, or chancellor, more correctly. But the chancellor of Germany was there, so he was there. Um, and I remember even pointing him out because when the wall came down, I was still in public school and they rolled a TV into our... Uh, into our classroom and we got to watch uh, some of the video of, you know, that was being broadcast uh, of the wall coming down and the concert that David Hasselhoff held and things like that. You know, so it was a huge event and back then huge events, a lot of times the teachers would try and get the TV so we could watch them, you know, uh, which was really cool. I got to see several several things uh, live as they happened um, you know it isn't like it is now where you can just flip out your cell phone and watch it or you know pop on your PC those things didn't exist so you know uh, being uh, you know in the 80s <laughs> we just watch it live broadcast on television you know so very, uh, very interesting time, and the, the interesting part about these events is they all happened pre-internet, too, so it wasn't like, it, you know, fake news was really a thing either, um, so there's that, and, um, you know, I mean, there's other things, there's, there's plenty of other things you think about, and you're like, wow, you know, this is really odd that, you know, I remember this happening this way, or even, you know, parts of the Mandela Effect, people remember song lyrics differently, or movie endings differently, and they go back and watch a movie, and they're like, I don't remember that happening at all. Um, I kind of wish the Mandela Effect was real, and that the remakes of Star Wars never happened. You know, the, the special edition re-releases of Star Wars, where they added all those horrendously bad scenes. Now, I will concede and say some of the scenes are kind of cool, but... I get what George Lucas says, you know, that movies are never uh, truly finished. Um, they're just forgotten because, you know, you had to get, you had to take the money you had and put everything together and um, put it out there. And, you know, whether you had it perfect or not, you had to put it out there because you had deadlines and budgets and all that stuff. Um, however, I honestly believe that had the re had the re-releases actually been the originals, would people have been so crazy about them in the first place? I don't know. Because um, back in the 70s and early 80s, people weren't really into the silly nonsense that George Lucas added in the 90s. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things where would the movie have been a cultural part of our fabric that, you know, everybody like it or lump it is 
seen or at least heard of and especially now that Disney owns the rights to them everybody's heard of Star Wars whether you want to or not so you know it's kind of interesting to think about what they have done as well I mean my mom didn't like them because she's like you know they had you know they had a <clears throat> certain style and classiness to them you know that it just you know lost some of its polish you know um but anyway yeah i mean and that's that's the thing is is that made me kind of think about it is like there's certain things in my memory that distinctly i vividly absolutely 100 percent remember or at least i think i do yet they never happened like for instance i never found that newspaper clipping on the uh any of the sites from newspapers uh in marietta at that time um i also found a fan club uh, archive listing every concert that chubby checker ever ever did and supposedly he never performed in marietta ohio period at any kind of a festival uh, in the 90s at all and trust me you may think well yeah, did you check 90 91 you said it was late 90s before the berlin wall did you check early 90s i checked every single year from the late from the late 80s all the way to 2000 even though i knew it didn't happen before the berlin wall or i knew it didn't happen after the berlin wall came down <laughs> Because I didn't know my uncle that well. I didn't even know I had an Uncle Manfred until he came over from Germany with my aunt, um, my, well, my great aunt Edith. <clears throat> so, you know, because I didn't know anything about my German relatives or my German heritage until, well, actually the first time when my uncle, great uncle Arnold and my great aunt Edith came over to visit us and they brought us 50 uh, Mark uh, coins and uh, Kinder Chocolate, and, you know, thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, another thing that I, I remember, and I even remember reading articles about it and studying up about the guy, because I ended up writing a report on him, uh, was there was this, I don't remember the guy's name, but there was this Russian lawyer that wanted to be an artist. And he actually created uh, the drawing in his art and drawings. He drew these like geometric shapes. And you may think, well, geometric shapes, artist, Russian lawyer. Yeah, and this was Cold War Russia. So back then, if you were a lawyer, you were a lawyer. There was no, oh, you think you can be an artist too. You know, this was you know, communist Russia. And very communist Russia, so, you know, he was, like, not, you know, he kept this stuff pretty, sealed up pretty tightly, um, until, and somehow, you know, somebody saw some of his works, and it, they ended up becoming the buttons, the symbols on the buttons to VCRs, because before that, VCRs, uh, beta players, um, Laserdisc players, all of these things didn't have standardized buttons. 
and they saw these geometrical shapes that he drew, liked them, and ended up eventually getting him the money uh, at some point, but getting the, the rights to them so that they could make uh, those geometrical shapes that he drew, the buttons for the play, pause, fast forward, rewind, you know, the little double arrow, the arrow, the square, the dual rectangles for the pause, all of that was actually designed by a Russian lawyer um, who just liked drawing and, and, and painting. And uh, I remember reading an article about it. The first time I read about it was when the game Lumines came out. Uh, which was a PSP music rhythm, um, well, it was before it came out, but it was a music and rhythm puzzle game, um, kind of like Tetris, uh, and, and, um, the guy actually who designed the game referenced this guy, saying that he was a huge inspiration for uh, the video game idea because of his um, the way his geometrical shapes became part of multimedia culture you know and a lot of a lot of video game designers and creators draw you know inspiration from uh, pop culture and their lives to create uh, video games. I mean, there are Star Wars references in almost every single Final Fantasy game um, at, at some point. You know, just simply because the creators and the designers were huge fans of Star Wars. So, you know, it's kind of interesting and like I said I remember reading this article yet I have tried to google every which way I can to figure out this guy's name because I've mentioned it to people before and they're like oh wow I never knew that and I'm like let me see if I can find this guy's name and that way you know I can you can read up about him if you're interested and I cannot find any reference to this guy at all period I've studied the history of VCRs and the buttons and beta players and Laserdisc players extensively. I mean, I've even watched YouTube videos about why, you know, Laserdisc lost, you know, to VHS, why, you know, beta lost to VHS, which is interesting because a lot of people don't talk about the real reason why they lost is because VHS had a longer playtime and the which might just be because it's one of those things that people don't talk about on YouTube videos I don't know but I mean the real reason why VHS lost to uh, beta or uh, you know beat out beta and laserdisc is because the porn industry uh, they had, the VHS tapes were cheaper and they had a longer playtime and they were chosen uh, to put, you know, dirty movies on. Uh, same reason why uh, Blu-ray beat HD DVD. It was not long after 
they actually have a yearly convention in Las Vegas. It was not long after that uh, convention for uh, the movie industry um, to decide that they were going to go with Blu-ray, and then a couple months later, HD DVD and Microsoft, you know, they released a statement saying that it was going to be discontinued. So. <clears throat> Which supposedly HD DVD was superior. I don't know. I I had both. I didn't see a difference enough for it to matter. You know, especially considering my PS4, or I mean my PS3 played Blu-rays and my Xbox 360 didn't play HD DVDs. It was easier for me to watch Blu-rays. So, you know, just like with the other several hundred million people that had Blu-ray players because they had PS3s, you know, it was easier for us to just watch those. But yeah, so, you know, I've, I've searched and scoured the internet for these things and can't find them, almost like they never happened. Yet, I vividly remember these things happening and was an active participant in one of them. <laughs> so... You know, it's very unusual. It makes you wonder, is this stuff real? Is there some truth or credence to it, right? And I'm not generally <clears throat> not generally a huge conspiracy theorist. Uh, I enjoy chatting about conspiracy theories just because I find it fascinating jumping down a random rabbit hole and just seeing where it takes me or where the conversation ends up, you know? And uh, like I said, this one just kind of got me thinking because I was like, well, yeah, I mean, there are things that I vividly remember that it's almost like they never actually happened. And a lot of people attribute it to the um, the giant Hadron Collider in uh, like Sweden, uh, where they basically speed up particles at near the speed of light and smash them into each other and create miniature black holes. And a lot of people think that uh, the reason why we're having these these things is these miniature black holes are actually slightly altering. Uh, since there's so many of them being created, they're slightly altering um, the uh, reality. So, like for instance, if you're into like Marvel, you know the multiverse and even other things now are, uh, you know taking that, uh, you know, into common tongue, uh, but the multiverse, you know, you have these events that the, the black holes are small enough that they're not creating, they're not shifting the reality of everyone at once. There's not everyone on earth all of a sudden misremembers things, but they're small enough that certain people are misremembering things and so there's that and of course you go back even further you know you got all these you know scientists that believe that there are ley lines um <clears throat> you know lines of power throughout the earth um as well so there's that and um you know like i said it was just one of those conversations i had at work last week and i was like yeah, it is kind of interesting. There are things that I do vividly remember that it's almost as if they never actually happened. And it makes you wonder, you know, 
um, why why you remember them, how you remember them, if they never happened, and like in some cases how you know so many people remember things happening that never actually happened. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, just thought it was kind of fascinating, so I thought I'd talk about it a little bit. And so here we are, having a conspiracy theory, car thoughts with David about the Mandela effect, or what some call the Matrix effect, or, <clears throat> you know, because you think about it, we only exist because we believe we exist, you know, and this, that's not, like, really a conspiracy theory thing, you know, all the things that we believe in, uh, in a way, are created by how we perceive things and our mind is how we perceive everything you know we don't without our minds we couldn't perceive right because we wouldn't be alive so if everything is real how do we know it's real because without our mind to process it you know we can just be in like one of those pods like in the matrix so you know not that I necessarily believe in that but at the end of the day, it's true. Everything that we experience goes through our mind. So when we dream, that's in our subconscious, that's in our mind. When we are awake and we experience things, that still processes through our mind. It just processes through the conscious side of our mind. So could we not, could there not be a Mandela effect at all? And it could it just be our minds that are seeing things and putting things together and since we're all humans even though we're all unique could our minds be putting things together the same way because we experience things at the same time like for instance when the Berlin Wall fell people that watched it being torn down all experienced that moment at the exact same time you know it wasn't like it is today where we could just watch the YouTube video whenever we'd like. Back then, we had to actually watch things all together. Like when the Challenger exploded in, what was 89? You know, we all wa had to watch that live. When, you know, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin landed on the moon, we all watched that live. You know, we all experienced things at the same time. The people that... <clears throat> saw Kennedy get shot you know there wasn't like you know tough things where you could go back and rewatch it or watch it later there were these shared events where we had to actually physically be there for and could it be that somehow or another through all of these shared experiences our minds construct enough data together that creates these memories um you know, could that be it? That it's just uh, almost like a cheat code in a video game or a, or a script where we all just happen to come to the moment of realization at the same time and those of us that hit all those notes, you know, had this tune in their head 
that other people who didn't have all of those notes didn't have. And I'm not even talking about necessarily like some kind of a forced, like this memory was implanted into your mind, but that your memory was triggered in the same way, you know? So, very unusual, interesting topic. Um, I thought it was anyway, so I thought I'd just talk about it and share about it and come up with some... I don't have any answers for you people. <laughs> I really don't. Um, and if you have any answers for me, feel free to send them. Uh, you know, my email address is in the show notes. You can send voice notes. There's all that good stuff, as always. But like I said, I just wanted to share that and just come up with some random conspiracies for a little bit over half an hour and just see where it went you know just chat so um as always guys thank you for listening thank you for supporting the show Tariq thank you man and more than you could ever know for listening and, and, and supporting uh you know and everyone else who supports and listens um you know it's it's been a pleasure doing this. It's been a blast. I don't know how much longer the show's going to go, just simply because I don't know where I'm going right now. I feel like I'm a ship lost at sea without a rudder, without a sail. Um, you know, I, I've had some very turbulent moments in my life over the last six months and uh, been beat down, knocked down, dragged out whatever and I'm I'm healing I'm recovering I'm rebuilding my mind my body my soul um, is is uh, you know coming back together and you know it's it's been a rough rough six months that's why I've kind of regressed in a way I'm not on social media as much I'm not um, I'm not chatting with people as much. I'm not doing as much just because I, I, my my confidence got shot, and yeah, I just I don't know what's next. I don't know what I'm what I'm gonna do after this. I don't know how to start again, you know. And I know I haven't really talked about this in great detail. Um, maybe I'll cover that on next week's show and maybe kind of go into that a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, so it, it's been it's been tough, you know, between the allergies and the, and the disappointment at the show for my book and everything that happened, you know, and and there's been several things I've just been, you know, kind of detached, and uh, there's no excuse for it, you know, there there's there really isn't. Um, it's just a bunch of things happened all at once, and I just. I'm in a different place, you know? So, with that being said, guys, thank you so much for your continued support. And, uh, you know, if, if the show is going to end, uh, if it is going to stop, I'll definitely let you guys know. Um, I always said as long as there's listeners, I'll keep going. But, you know, just emotionally, I don't know if I'm in that place uh, to, to continue up the show you know, the way it was, um, you know, where I was doing all those interviews and stuff, it was very draining, um, you know, and, and, uh, hard to do some days, and, um, 
you know, so uh, we'll see. <laughs> but thank you all, and uh, as always, car thoughts out.